Uh, hi, this is Don Marrero. Yes, you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Listen up, kids. I'm PF, this is my tape recorder, and welcome to our final installment of the Beach Boys albums ranked. This is part three. It is nine through one. And yes, one is exactly the album you think it is, but we will get there in about eight songs. Number nine, we left off at uh, number 10, Keeping the Summer Alive in the last episode, which is an album, as I told you, I like a lot more than I thought I did, and people hate that album. Uh, people hate a lot of these albums, by the way, but anyway, uh, fairly or unfairly. You know, some the, the thing is, is when they're when the Beach Boys aren't good, they're just okay. Uh, there's very few like really bad songs. There are a few bad songs out there. There are some. There's some really uh, well. The Johnny Carson one, I still can't wrap my head around from Love You. But anyway, number nine, Surfer Girl, uh, my favorite of the core surf albums. So what do you get here? This comes out in 1964. Three comes out in 63, and you get. Surfer Girl, obviously. You get The Surfer Moon, which is a good track. This is the first appearance of Little Deuce Coop, I believe, In My Room. Opens up the other side. Hawaii is on here as well. So this is a really good album. And it's uh, the surf, I guess the surf sound really reaching its peak before they start to really explore other things. And, well, well, and of course, a little bit of, you know, car in there. With, uh, with Our Car Club is also on here. But it's mostly surfing. And I'm going to play a song that they play usually first, second, or third, not first, like second or third when you see them live these days, at least when you see Brian and Bruce's incarnation of the Beach Boys touring operation. And this is Catch a Wave. Catch a wave and you're sitting on top of the world. Don't be afraid to try the greatest sport around. Catch a wave. Catch a wave. So long Catch your way Catch your way Catch a Wave, written by Brian Wilson, Mike Love. Of course, there you go. What was I saying in previous episodes is that really the the Love-Wilson uh, compositions are really uh, among the best. Usually, that's, that's usually a good sign. Good rule of thumb. Now, not always the case. Al Jardine chips in. Dennis chips in. Carl, everybody chips in. Bruce chips in on some great songs. But usually, uh, all of your great songs are, are Wilson-Love compositions. Takes us to number eight, Holland. Holland is an, uh, a bit of a strange one. It was recorded, as the title suggests, in actual Holland. They wanted a break. They wanted to go someplace different, uh, get inspired. Uh, so Tough hadn't done very well from 1972. So they pack up everything, head to Holland to record. They actually get Brian there eventually, uh, strangely. And he does contribute. And there's a lot of cool stuff on here. There's a suite of songs about California. The big hit from it is Ceylon Sailor, lead uh, vocals by Blondie Chaplin, who had just joined the band along with Ricky Fatar. They were South African musicians, and of course Ricky Fatar goes on to fame in the Ruddles and, and other stuff, and I guess he's still with the band. I know if I mentioned this earlier, I've seen uh, eight of the nine official Beach Boys live at some point. 
except for Ricky Fatar. And I was just looking this up, and it turns out he did a show with them in Las Vegas. It's the one-off. He came up and drummed for a show. And I'm like, oh, shoot. So actually, there's still a chance I could see Ricky Fatar with the Beach Boys and say I've seen all nine on stage, although separately. So Holland, anyway, The Traitor is a song that was written by Carl Wilson. Let me double check that. Let me see if we had any help on this one. And so Carl Wilson, uh, Jack Riley, the manager of the Beach Boys at the time, opens up side two. It is a fan favorite. It is one of my favorites. This is The Traitor from Holland by Carl Wilson. Hi. Trader, Carl Wilson, lead vocals. It's a very Carl song. Mellow, good hooks though, uh, good progression, very nice. We come to uh, album number seven here. The Beach Boys from 1985, but it's just called The Beach Boys. It comes out after some tragedy. Dennis drowns in 1982, or is it three? December of 83, it is uh, in Laguna, no, not Laguna Beach, Marina Del Rey, I think it is. Off, he's diving off his yacht trying to retrieve some things he'd thrown overboard in a, in a drunken rage. He is still drunk. He jumps overboard and tries to rescue some pictures and things like that and ends up drowning tragically. The, this is the first album that they put out uh, after that tragedy. And people really hammer this album a lot. The song you probably know best from it is the one I'm going to play because it's got such great memories. You know, they were back. They have a top 40 hit. Only gets to 26, this song does. Criminally, should have gotten much higher. And people really hammer this because, well, it's a little disjointed. But again, as I've said in previous episodes, as long as Brian Wilson is somewhere nearby, it's a great album. And he is around for this album. Let's see what he does here. He does not co-write Get You Back. He does co-write California Calling with Al Jardine, which is just a fantastic song. It should have been the second single. And it's actually a better song than Get You Back. But again, we go back to previous episodes. Go back to my Beach Boys Favorite Songs episode, and I'll, I will testify about California Calling. Passing Friend is a song that's on this album. It's a bit of a strange one. Carl does the lead vocal. It's written by George O'Dowd. You would know him better as Boy George and his bandmate Roy Hay. And it is essentially Carl Wilson singing a Culture Club song, which is fine. Stevie Wonder chips in, I Do Love You, Carl and Al do the lead vocals on that one, and similarly, it sounds more Stevie than it does them, but it's still a great album. Yes, a lot of 80s production, but here's the thing, I don't mind when an album sounds of its time. 
because then you're transported back when you listen to it. So when I listen to this, and yeah, you get the big drums on this, which was very, I guess you people argue, well, they're the Beach Boys, they should have been more innovative. Eh, I don't know. The thing is what it comes down to with my bands is songs first. If they're great songs, fine. If you want to get creative and be more innovative in the production of them, that's fine too. But I'm looking for songs first. And then if you want to get crazy with your production and you know your innovation, well, that's just fantastic. So anyway, from 1985, from the album just titled The Beach Boys, it's Get You Back. Oh, oh, oh. Get you back from the Beach Boys. Uh, there was a time when they were touring in the teens, the 20 teens, where David Marks was back in the group and he would do the lead vocal on the song while Mike took a break to rest his voice because they actually do a fairly long show, especially considering that Mike Love is in his late 70s. Uh, they usually do at least an hour and a half, which you would think, well, that's an average, but they've been going beyond that. Uh, the most recent shows, they do like almost two hours, two and a half hours, and there is an intermission in there, of course, again, because Mike Love is in his 70s, Bruce is in his 70s. Those guys need a break, so give them one, why don't you? 2020 from 1969 is the next song, or next uh, album on the countdown, and 2020 features one of my favorite Beach Boy songs ever, Do It Again, which, again, is a Brian and Mike composition. It, uh, it, it's getting back to, what do you say, uh, don't do enough with the formula was the big Mike Love quote about pet sounds. It is the formula, and it works, sadly. <laughs> it gets to, it gets to 20 odd in the charts, but they're kind of back after um, not being in the chart for a while. And people still, I think this actually was a bigger hit over in Britain. Another great song, Bluebirds Over the Mountain, is a traditional song written by Ursel Hickey. Let me see, All I Want to Do is a good track on here. It's a Dennis Wilson written with a guy named Stephen Kellenich, who I should probably know, but I don't. Nearest Faraway Place, it's a Bruce Johnson instrumental. Another fine Bruce com uh, composition. Cottonfields is on here, the Hootie Ledbetter uh, folk song, which Al Jardine, big on his folk songs, that's on this album as well. But I'm going to play you, I Can Hear Music, no, not I Can Hear Music, where is it? I'm going to play you what? I was going to play Do It Again, again, but I've decided to go with, oh, All I Want to Do. Yeah, uh, I'm going to play All I Want to Do from this album. Uh, it was hard picking because uh, I forgot how much I like this album, too. This, the Dennis Wilson, Stephen Kalinich composition. Here's All I Want to Do from the album 2020.
Stephen Kalinich is a poet, apparently, an American poet known mostly for songwriting collaborations with Brian and Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys. How about that? And he recorded his own album, A World of Peace Must Come, which was produced by Brian, but it wasn't released until 2008. I'll need to look that one up. Hmm, I did not know that. You learn something new every day. Every day is a school day, a former co-worker used to tell me. And that is true. So we get to number five in the countdown, Sunflower. Sunflower is part of the new Feel Flows release, which you may have heard about. It's a big box set. It is the Feel Flows Sessions, which is actually the sessions for the album Sunflower, which came out in 1970, and the album Surf's Up, which came out... Or I'm sorry, Sunflower came out in 69. Surf's Up came out in 1970. And it's the sessions for those. So you get both albums, of course, and then you get a lot of like bonus tracks. You get a lot of... Uh, acapella versions, live versions, things like that, some unreleased tracks, which we will hear, by the way. Our song of the week is going to be from this album. It's an unreleased sort of song from these sessions. Anyway, uh, so I got this set, and I remember liking Surf's Up a lot. And as I mentioned last week, I started listening to Sunflower first because it's the first disc. And turns out I love Sunflower. Holy cow, Sunflower is fantastic. And so I'm going to play you a Dennis song. We've got a lot of Dennis songs today. It's, uh, it, and you will realize it's a Dennis song when you hear the title and you hear him singing it. And uh, it's it, total Dennis, especially this time in his life, 1970. It's Got to Know the Woman. I just met a the woman a Dennis Wilson composition he might have co-written that with Greg Jacobison I think he did actually I don't have my notes up for that but that's uh, number five album in our countdown Sunflower from 1970 check it out from 1967, we have Wild Honey. Wild Honey is the album that comes out after Smiley Smile. And as I mentioned in the first go-round of this, Smiley Smile, I'm not keen on. It's the one that followed Pet Sounds. They tried to piece together the Smile sessions and get some kind of cohesive album because they needed to get an album out. And you only get a couple of good tunes on Smiley Smile. But Wild Honey, man, is a is full of bangers. Let's check it out. What do we got on Wild Honey besides the fantastic title track? We get Aren't You Glad I Was Made to Love Her, uh, the cover of the uh, Motown tune. We see what's like, Here Comes the Night, the original version before they discoed it up. And the song I'm going to play right now, which opens side two. It's a great live tune. The, uh, boy, I can't remember the kid's name. It helps Brian. His name escapes me, but it's Brian's band leader now. And we saw the Brian Wilson band, which features Al Jardine. And again, if you see Brian Wilson's band, usually you see more actual Beach Boys than you see with Mike and Bruce because Blondie Chaplin turns up from time to time. Anyway, um, 
Darlin is a great live tune. Carl, it's he, he does the lead vocal and in concert, he it was fantastic. And and the kid that helps Brian out, that's his band leader, and I will look up his name in a second. Uh, he does an amazing job. He sounds exactly like Carl. It's unreal. So here we go. Here is uh, Carl Wilson. I believe Carl wrote this. Let me see here. He did. He does lead. No wait, it's Brian. It's a Brian and Mike song. I did not know that. How about that? A Brian and Mike song. Darlin lead vocals. Carl Wilson from the album Wild Honey. The album Wild Honey, 1967. So the guy whose name I'm trying to find, his name is Darian Sahanaja. And he basically is Brian's band director. Both Beach Boys bands, the Brian Wilson band and the Beach Boys you see touring around the country, which is Mike Love and Bruce Johnston, actually have guys that do most of the heavy lifting in terms of organizing the songs, arranging, all that other stuff. Darian is the guy that runs Brian's band, and of all of the people in the two backing bands, he is the genius. I mean, props to Scotty Totten, who is the band leader of Mike and Bruce's Beach Boys, but man, Darian is unbelievable, and he's got such a fantastic voice. I always say that when Brian and Al and Mike and those guys call it quits, and there's been a lot of debate about this in the Beach Boys Facebook group. I think these guys should all get together. Both bands should tour and be, you know, either Spirit of the Beach Boys or something like that because they're all such talented guys and very deserving. And I know people try to, oh, it's not the original Beach Boy, but you know, a lot of these songs are so complex. They need help, first of all. And even if they were still young men, they would still need help. And uh, they've both assembled some really talented musicians. And now, Matt Jardine is in the Brian Wilson band, Christian Love is in the Mike Love Bruce. Johnson Beach Boys, so there's still some, there's still some blood. There's some Beach Boys blood in there somewhere, if you like. All right, we get to number three to an album. Like I say this all the time, an album everybody hates. Fifteen big ones from 1976. If you Google P.F. Wilson, fifteen big ones Beach Boys, you'll stumble on a podcast that our local library did. I appeared on this guy's show, and it's his. The podcast is called My Favorite Album is Terrible, and I, I chose this album immediately because it's the one I think of because people don't like it. Beach Boys fans aren't keen. Music fans certainly aren't keen. There are a lot of problems with this album. The First of all, it's completely misnamed. It comes out in 1976 when Endless Summer is also out, which is a double album of Beach Boys hits you may have heard of. I've talked about it before. So when this comes out, people think, oh, this is that greatest hits album I've been hearing so much about. And it's not. It does feature a top 10 hit, number five, a cover of, a very fine cover, by the way, of Chuck Berry's rock and roll music. I like that one much better than I like 
the Beatles version or even the original, dare I say. Uh, but just because it's, it's very Beach Boys. They do a good job of Beach Boying it up, I guess is a way to put it. Most of the album is covers. About half of it is covers. But I say if you drop the covers and leave the originals on there, and they would have stuck on a couple other unreleased tracks. It would have had a much better album, but a lot of controversy around the album. Brian, It was the Brian's back era, so he hadn't worked with the band in a while. They were just trying to get him to get his feet wet, so they, a lot of covers was the easiest way to go, but they put some originals in there, including this banger, which I played in my favorite Beach Boys song episode a couple weeks back. I'm going to play it again because I was so excited to hear it when they toured this summer, and the song is It's Okay from 15 Big Ones. Fun is in, it's no It's okay. Yes, it's the formula. Again, maybe Mike wasn't wrong, but man, what a great tune. Gets to, I think the actual one, that one got to 20-odd, I think, in the, it bothered the charts. I always think it only got to 40, but it didn't. It actually got a little higher than that. And so you get two top 10 hits on this album, weirdly, for an album that nobody likes. And of course, I think it's buoyed by the fact that uh, the Beach Boys are getting a lot of airplay on oldie stations and things like that, and stations that are, are friendly to 60s music still in the late 70s. So uh, it's, a, it's a, people should revisit. Number two on our countdown, All Summer Long. This is a bit of a strange one here. All Summer Long, so the song uh, I don't hear until I watch American Graffiti because, weirdly, the song All Summer Long is not, I don't believe it's on Endless Summer or the version. I had a weird version of Endless Summer. I didn't have the actual Endless Summer. I got, like, a cheap knockoff of Endless Summer. So I may not have some of the tracks on it, including this one. So when I heard this one at the end of American Graffiti, I'm like, wow, what a great tune. This is the Beach Boys 2. Holy cow. So uh, let me see. You get Mike Love doing lead vocals uh, along with the rest of the group. And... Uh, so the song is fantastic. Uh, the album, you also get I Get Around, which I believe is their first number one hit. Little Honda, which is great, will run away, which is great. Carl's Big Chance is an instrumental. It's fine. The only dud on here is our favorite recording sessions, which is like a spoken word skit-ish thing uh, that is really, you could really leave it off the album. I bought a, a, a knockoff version of the CD, which I don't know why they released this. It is the entire all summer long album without our favorite recording sessions and without Carl's Big Chance. And I'm like, well, I don't really care for those two tunes a whole bunch, but why would you leave them off? They would fit on the CD. It's really weird. But anyway, we're going to play, uh, not going to play all summer long. We're going to play, what am I going to play from this? I can't remember. But I, oh, do you remember a song about, uh, it's only a, a minute 40 long, but it's, I'm not going to play the whole thing. I could almost play the whole thing, by the way, under fair use rules. But do you remember, it's a song about their rock and roll heroes. And this was on my knockoff version of Endless Summer, and I really enjoyed it. So here we go. Do you remember from the album All Summer Long? 
sharp as a knife Well now do you remember All the guys that gave us rock and roll Chuck Berry's gotta be the greatest thing that came along Do you remember from the album All Summer Long by the Beach Boys? I mentioned this before. Uh, the, Steve Lukather, he, you know him from uh, Toto. He's done a lot of session work. And I remember he tweeted out, I think he tweeted out or posted on Facebook. Anyway, he said, I think it was Twitter. He said that All Summer Long is a better album than Pet Sounds, the album we're about to discuss, because it's more accessible to the, I guess, to the layperson without being all, you know, complicated and 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 experimental and things like that. I'm thinking, well, you know, Steve Lukather is an award-winning, fantastic guitarist, so that opinion carries a lot of weight for me. I disagree, though, as a layperson who's someone who isn't really a musician. I have to go with the number one album, Being Pet Sounds, yes, and I like to call this Again, I go back to this theme, but it is true. This probably has to be the most hated greatest album of all time. Let me explain. So most people like this album. Most people do not have a problem with Pet Sounds. But when you talk among the great albums of all time, uh, your Dark Sides of the Moon, your Walls, your Led Zeppelin Fours, your Sticky Fingers, if you will. Uh, the Beatles, I guess, it oscillates between Sgt. Pepper and I think Rubber Soul, kind of it's neck and neck. When I was growing up, it was always Sgt. Pepper, greatest album ever, but I think people have revisited now the whole catalog, and I get Rubber Soul a lot. I would go with Rubber Soul, by the way. But anyway, so when you talk about the great albums and Pet Sounds comes up, people get upset with Pet Sounds for some reason. Some people do. Not, not everybody, but I would say it is probably, uh, it, most people like it, only a few people don't like it, but it is the only album of the great albums of the rock and roll era that gets some flack, and I don't know why, because you never hear people say, you know, I'm not a Pink Floyd fan, I'm not a Led Zeppelin fan, but I'm not going to knock Led Zeppelin for I'm not going to knock Dark Side of the Moon, if that's your bag, that's your bag, man, enjoy it. But a lot of people are like, Pet Sounds, the hell with that? I have never heard anybody on Earth say, Dark Side of the Moon, the hell with that crap? So even if they don't like Pink Floyd, they're like, oh, yeah, I guess that's supposed to be a great album. So, okay. So anyway, back to Pet Sounds. I'm going to play a song that doesn't get a lot of love, and it's the lead vocal by Mike Love. And you would think he wrote this one, but he did not. Uh, Tony Asher wrote this with Brian, as were most of the songs were written by uh, Tony. And Brian, whilst the Beach Boys were out touring, and this is just a great little ditty. It reminds me of a buddy of mine who uh, recently passed away who I miss very much. We got into this album about the same time. He was more of a Beatles fan. I was a Beach Boys fan, but he actually bought Pet Sounds before I did because he could afford it. I think he had a job. I didn't. And then I went out and bought it, and he said, oh, the, the my favorite track on the album is this one right here. And boy, this is perfectly if you're, you know, uh, well, this probably still happens maybe even if you're an adult, a grown person, but especially when you're, you know, 16, 17-year-old boy and you meet a girl and boy, you just want to get to know her and know everything about her. And I assume gals do the same thing with guys, but Mike Love is singing the songs there. It's, it's from that perspective. This is uh, probably my second favorite track after the big hits, uh, or second or third after the two big hits from the album, of course. They chose the singles right, I'll tell you that. And I might even like this better than God only knows. There I say. Here you go. Song's called Here Today from Pet Sounds. It starts with just a little glance now. Right away you're thinking about romance. You know you ought to take it slower. But you just can't wait to get 
Today from Pet Sounds, one of the greatest albums ever. We're not going to argue that point. Uh, it is true. It is. Uh, it oscillates with me. Favorite album between this and ABC's Lexicon of Love, depending on what kind of mood I'm in. 80s album Lexicon of Love, 60s album Pet Sounds, all time I would say Pet Sounds. And that's going to do it. That is our Beach Boys albums ranked, kids. Hope you enjoyed it. The song I'm going to play as the playout song is a song from the new Feel Flows box set. And I think it's, it's a new day. It's written by Dennis Wilson, and I think he had help on this, but I don't remember who his co-writer was, and it was written for a solo album he was going to do. Now, this is internet rumorish stuff. This isn't confirmed, but he was going to write it for a solo album he was going to do. He didn't do an actual solo album until 1976, but he wrote this song. Uh, rumor has it it was going to be used in a shampoo commercial. He was going to sell it the rights to a shampoo commercial. Don't know if that's true. One thing that is apparently true is Blondie Chaplin, who actually joins the band later, does the lead vocal. I don't know. I didn't realize they were mixed up with uh, Blondie and Ricky that early, perhaps from touring in Europe and in South Africa. They had met them, and then they were asked to join up in 1972. But this is like two, three years earlier. Uh, it's a Dennis Wilson song again with Blondie doing the lead vocal. And it's just a really cool tune. I love Blondie's vocal on this. I, I like this even better than Ceylon Sailor. Here it is. It's our song of the week on PF's tape recorder. It's a new day. The Beach Boys, so long, and thanks for listening. Pack up your 